0: section 7 of birds in nature volume 12 number 1 june 1902 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org a bit of fiction from birdland it was a radiant may day so invitingly fresh and sunshiny that i found it impossible to stay indoors with any degree of resignation far up the hillside sloping southward was a favourite nook and thither i turned my springing steps so full of life and gladness that i could hardly contain it all robins and bluebirds along my path saluted me sparrows carolled from shrub and tree topped their sweet glad-spirited chorus swallows were skimming the meadow with graceful wing and bobolinks sang everywhere jubilant hilarious in their rollicking holiday spirit evidently intensely amused over some episode of recent date in the blithe bobolink world an old orchard of gnarled and tangled trees a veritable antique ended my ramble here i threw myself down upon a mossy bank turning to face the direction whence i had come down the valley with its willow and alder fringed brook threading the meadow flats i could look far away and over to the distant hills woods and tilled lands on the other side the old orchard stands like the leafy porch to the sylvan halls behind it upon either side is a wild unbroken tangle of small growth saplings of birch poplar and maple in front is a stubbly slope cut off by a picturesque brook from the meadows beyond upon the farther side a deep forest of many years standing ah the restfulness of a retreat like this shut in from the rustle bustle and petty cares of the world and the everyday scramble for the bread and butter of mere existence and the witchery of an hour like this the whole earth steeped in sunshine the air exhilarant and inspiring with freshness and fragrance the woodsy odors of the tender new life but just awakened from the torpidity of frost-bound inanition and the honeyed fragrance of the abundant apple blossoms inviting bird and bee and human flower lovers evidently the birds were in sympathy with my mood for there were literally flocks of them all about me and the air was freighted with the enchanting melody of their rejoicing voices robert o lincoln as usual making himself delightfully prominent i threw myself back upon the lap of mother earth and mentally rehearsed that characteristic bobolink poem a flock of merry singing birds were sporting in the grove some were warbling cheerily and some were making love there were Baba Lincoln, Wada Lincoln, Winter Sebel, Con Kettle, a livelier set were never led by tabor pipe or fiddle. Presently, the soporific influence of the atmosphere and surroundings began to take effect, and soothed by nature's lullaby, I fell asleep with Wadde Lincoln, Baba Lincoln, Con Kettle, Winter Sebel, all in a confused jumble in my brain immediately my companions began a lively discussion about house-building at first i could not make out even the subject of the conversation for all were talking together in such determined i will have my say accents that they out babble with the confusion of tongues and senseless racket soon however came a diversion a hawk flew screaming across the arena and in the lull that followed mrs crow seized the opportunity to mount the platform of a tall spruce and call the meeting to order suggesting that as the subject under consideration was of common interest and importance it would be more profitably discussed if each were allowed to speak separately i was grateful indeed for this timely suggestion of the sable intruder for being myself especially interested in the subject under debate i was anxious for information and knew that among so diverse opinions one might expect new light upon it mrs robin redbreast came forward just then and opened the discussion by expressing her own choice of use before beauty and a dry and airy situation mrs bluebird liked privacy and retirement from the public gaze and declared that no place more conspicuous than a hollow post or stump is a fitting home for the bringing up of baby bluebirds mrs sparrow in modest apparel showed her quiet taste in the matter of homemaking, as in dress choosing a low nook in the pasture or upon the edge of some grass-fringed bank an equally secluded and unsuspected site with the meadow grasses waving above and daisies and buttercups nodding in the breeze but telling no tales is the select location of mrs O'Lincoln, and rarely indeed does madam betray the secrets of her home no position is so favourable for nesting purposes as a big knot upon a bridge sleeper tersely remarked mrs pee-wee my sisters and i make a point of utilising every bridge in our neighbourhood though we like nearly as well the eaves of a barn if only the swallows would give us permission to build on their territory dear me exclaimed mrs virio in a distressed tone under a bridge how plebeian to be sure why how can the precious nestling sleep in so much noise i think a swinging cradle indispensable for my babies i too chimed in mrs oriole i have often watched mrs pee-wee from our beautiful elm lodge and wondered how she could be happy with her home in such a constant jar come come interrupted mrs crow at this point i hope no sarcasm is intended our taste is for a branch high up in some dark hemlocks out of the reach of gunners and harem scarum boys we care more for quantity than quality too plenty of room but not too much luxury to make our children lazy in getting their own living that would never do us persisted mrs virio we hold that nothing is too good for the little ones and early surroundings and influences are everything in cultivating a refined taste a love for the beautiful and the art of fanciful designing you cannot find any one who takes more pains than we in this respect oh we all know that the virios have plenty of time and means tartly responded mrs catbird in an unmistakably sarcastic tone she well aware of her own carelessness both in selection of sight and manner of building had not an advanced idea to offer and like certain humans she therefore indulged in scoffing at her betters for my part she continued after a pause intended to be impressive i think that those who trust to luck a little more come out just as well in the end and have just as respectable and more independent children yes yes laughed mrs o'lincoln if by independent you mean lawless and fine examples you could furnish us too no one will dispute you i like to see materials correspond with surroundings modestly suggested mrs sparrow and mrs bluebird added if you have proper regard for privacy and modesty in the choice of a site you need give less attention to either materials or the style of your structure madame cowbird now descended from a perch in the big birch balcony and summarily dismissed the assembly with this rough injunction better be in better business all of you work is better than talk and accomplishes more for the benefit of your neighbours theories are well enough but let me see a practical demonstration of your various ideas finish your building and i will come around as critic and inspect your work i'll warrant that i shall find little to choose among you for all your fine talk this characteristic speech filled me with such indignation that i resolved at once to expose the duplicity of the speaker thus thwarting madame's wily plans for shirking her own duties springing to my feet and gathering my forces for an energetic and scathing rebuke i suddenly discovered that the whole company had dispersed leaving me alone with the beauty and sweetness and quiet gladness of the old orchard sarah elizabeth graves end of section seven